Welcome to Church Media HQ. I am your host, Luke Clayton. And before we get started, I want to remind you, remember to subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts or on YouTube. And if you are watching by way of YouTube or Facebook, we'd really appreciate it if you gave this video a like. Also, if you want to be super generous, leave us a rating and review an Apple podcast. Let us know what you think. And that also helps this content get seen by other church leaders like you. Well, today I am joined by special guest Tim Rabin. He is an associate pastor who oversees media, amongst other things, at Beacon Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's been there for over 16 years, and we're excited to have him with us today. Tim, welcome to Church Mini HQ. It you were you've been on here before. It was uh, back when we still called it the Must Increase Podcast uh, a couple years ago, I think. But uh, how's it been? Good, man. I just wanted to say uh, thanks, Luke, for for this podcast, and it's something that I um, am a listener of. For me, YouTube is my platform that I like to take the information in on, and uh, so thanks for offering this to uh, all of us uh, church guys. Uh, most of us didn't study this stuff in college and, uh, we are YouTube university <laughs> students. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you so much yeah. for what you offer. Well, Hey, I appreciate your kind words there. And Hey, that makes, uh, I'm right in that crowd. I did not go to school for this. Uh, when I was going to college, uh, the, the college I was at was a ministry focused college as, as you did. Mm-hmm. And, um, they offered, they were trying to get there, you know, and they were offering like a couple of, of ish media ish classes you know and uh the ones i took were were good uh but other than that i mean no formal training but yeah i always say man if they could give out degrees based on youtube and podcast hours (laughs) man i would have a phd Uh, dr luke clayton right (laughs) yeah yeah that that would be the case so uh but yeah um i again appreciate your kind words and so you oversee the media there uh, at your church. And uh, so why don't you just give us kind of an overview of what that entails for you nowadays? Yeah, so um, our media, uh, we are, uh, we, we podcast our sermons, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, so we're doing that weekly. Uh, we uh, are obviously uh, streaming as every church is. We were already doing that before the pandemic, but uh, we stream and so we're putting all that content online uh, every week as well. And then I handle the social media channels uh, of the church, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, and so those are the three platforms that we're on and uh, just trying to you know, reach people and uh, make a difference. Yeah, so we did actually touch base uh, last year. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you have been on the podcast more recently because you were part of what we, you know, after we went through the shutdown and we all came to the reality that Easter was going to be very different in 2020. Yeah. Uh, we we had a roundtable, a digital roundtable with a bunch of church leaders. And yeah, you were one of those. And so at the time, uh, you kind of rolled out uh, a strategy and you kind of explained that to us. And so I'm just curious, moving, you know, moving forward, uh, as we head into this, hopefully what will be soon, a post-pandemic world, yeah. uh, what, uh, how do you guys, um, what, what has changed, I should say, before pre-pandemic uh, with how you're approaching your online ministry? Yeah, we, we've been discussing a lot of that um, recently um, on making sure that we didn't just do all the things we did just out of necessity. Um, I heard one um, church blogger and all that said, he said, you know, 
what we just came through, we just came through a time of necessity where we did things because they were reactionary. He said, now, I believe this next year is the year of innovation. So when we're going to do things, not because we have to, but we're going to start thinking, okay, now what could we do to more effectively reach people? And um, so I feel like that's where our church is uh, at this time. Uh, we're at that, that spot of wanting to innovate and trying to figure out how we can you know, best reach people for the glory of the Lord. And uh, that timeless message, uh, but with the methods that we can tweak and that we can adjust. And so um, for us, we always knew that people were online and that we were watching, but um, we've been able to really draw that out to the light. I would say that's gone from my office to some others knowing it, but now to really all the way down uh, to pastor, everyone understanding um, all down our up and down our hallway here on our church staff that um, those are not numbers, they're real people. And uh, their names, every number is a name. And so we've been able to learn more and more about those people. And um, I know everybody's got a different perspective of what uh, live stream is. And I listened to you and Bo recently. I talked through some of those things about live stream and the different ways we can look at live stream. Um, but for us, we've tried to take an approach less of live streaming and uh, more of church online. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, to make sense of that, uh, we're looking at church online more as missions than as a way mm. just for people who can't come to our church to watch. Interesting. Um, that's great that people that can't come and we're just like any church. Here we are nearly a year in, um, right at a year in March again, and we have people that are not attending yet. And we're so glad that they can be able to watch our services. But for mm. us... Um, the reason that we are trying to invest money and manpower and resource and thought energy into it is because we look at this as access to a, a world. And so we have a message. No church lacks content. We have that. Now let's have mm-hmm. the, we have the methods and let's really go out with it. And so mm-hmm. uh, we're really facing it really as an opportunity to try to reach people uh, that are unchurched because they were hurt in church um, or maybe they're just they're unchurched because uh, they just hadn't found a church. So for us, it's less about the geographics of getting people to our church and more about using our church to get to people. And so that's kind of how we've chosen uh, to to really handle the church online situation. Yeah, so that that idea, I want to kind of dig into something you just said. This concept that your church online, you're, you're almost putting that, if I understood you properly, in the in the same kind of category as missions, uh, because uh, it is a global ministry. Yeah. It's something that you know. Yes, like you said, um, most people created some type of church online or live stream because they wanted people when they couldn't you know, be at church, they, they could watch online. Uh, and that is great, you know, the great, but, uh, yeah, I think there's great, uh, uh, I guess, potential in what you just mentioned about how it actually is reaching globally on an international scale. 
And obviously, you know, there's language barriers and, you know, time zone differences and things like that. Uh, but th- I think there's, there's a lot of things because, you know, it's something interesting. Uh, you know, there's obviously uh, a great place for actually sending physical, you know, church planners, missionaries, whatever it may be. There, there's definitely a place for that. But uh, I was actually just having this conversation with uh, someone, uh, another conversation here for the podcast uh, last week. And it was in- we were thinking, he pointed out that, you know, it's a lot uh, easier, more cost-effective, more streamlined uh, to figure out some way to reach people digitally uh, than it is physically. Again, not to say that the physical, the physical definitely has its place and it's, it, it needs to be, uh, something that we, we prioritize as well. But, uh, very, so very interesting that you're bringing that up in, in light of that conversation, uh, that we had. Cause I can think of a church that, uh, you know, takes this to the extreme of they, they actually don't have a, um, you know, a lot of churches have like, uh, for example, uh, Spanish ministry or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't even, they don't have that. Uh, what they do is just every week they're taking the English sermon and they're having someone like dub over Spanish. And then that's what they're showing to their Spanish people and the, the Spanish people just kind of watch a week behind. Uh, and so it's an interesting, you know, all this technology and this digital, um, you know, outreach specifically has enabled a lot of things, and so I think that's uh, really um, interesting. Like I said, what you what you pointed out, uh, and so with that in mind, uh, as we think about reaching people online, you, you mentioned um, you know there's a difference between live stream and church online. I'd like to chase that for a moment because I think that's very important. Um, maybe you've already alluded to it, but how are you guys specifically adopting that philosophy of church online versus strictly live stream? Yeah, and. Here's why I kind of would lead into this. I had the opportunity to do a session on live streaming versus church online um, and really try to dig in uh, to philosophically where we're trying to come from on that. Um, I was trying to pull my notes up while you were talking there, and it slipped my mind where I got my notes at. But uh, for us, I guess the difference is live stream says uh, you see us. Right, mm-hmm. live streams all about hey, we got a, we've got great music, we've got great preaching, we have a great thing. Church online is about we see you, mm-hmm. and so we're trying to go less with the you see us, but more of the hey, we see you, and we are trying to reach and connect to you. So um, when we went to church online, we chose. I know there's different models of church, none of them right or wrong, really, just depending on what you want to do. We chose to leave the auditorium and to uh, you know. We actually set up a set in the lobby, went through probably um, three or so different set changes in the weeks that we were online. Um, and so we went church online and went interactive. We decided to go uh, full live. Uh, we only pre-recorded actually Easter because there was a lot of elements to it. Uh, we went full live, you know, a lot of prayer requests, um, hosting segments. So we always opened up with a host. Uh, so you're, you know, put it in the chat type stuff that we've grown yeah, yeah. accustomed to now is the way we've taken it. So when we went to church online uh, and church in person, when we moved to that, uh, the opening Sunday, what we did is we threw our online host over on the corner of the stage with the in-person people behind them. And so we were trying to hmm. marry the two uh, that we are in person and so we were, you know, like, hey, everybody's behind us back here. And we kind of did that. And we've gone around different ways. Sometimes we've hosted in the lobby, sometimes in the back of the auditorium. Um, but we always 
have an opening host section of our service. And then at the end, we call it the wrap-up. And uh, the wrap-up is an opportunity for uh, two uh, two people, two guys, uh, guy and girl, different people to come out and to then just kind of really put it in shoe leather. So even though now we're on, we are uh, completely, we're in person. We haven't started our, our, our small groups back yet. We're actually still doing that digitally. Um, but we have uh, that host section of the service, every service, uh, on, on our Sunday services, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And then on our, we have the wrap up at the end. Um, we're actually about to do some upgrades on our audio system. And what that's going to enable us to do, it's going to enable us, we currently, um, the way we stream through our system and our soundboard, right, if it's going on in the auditorium, then it's going on online and vice versa, we're about to have the ability to be able to do one thing online and do a whole different thing in the auditorium. So um, we're playing with ideas like during the offering, pulling away from the auditorium and literally just talking to the people that are online. Um, mm. A lot of times that offering challenge or whatever, even though we don't pass the plate anymore, it's all, it's all digital, so we, we can speak directly. Now, our pastor and those in the pulpit have done an excellent job um, here, um, actually, of approaching our online audience, do a really good job when we're talking, preaching, uh, our invitation, we've kind of altered and we do an online, but I, I watched the analytics, and typically when we get invitation time is when we'll have some drop-off. Uh, of viewers because um, invitation is about responding typically in the building. And pastor has done a good job of turning our attention to, and now if you're watching online, uh, we use the church online platform. If you accept Christ, you can raise your hand digitally on that platform. And we use mm-hmm. those, we use those tools, but we really would like to pull away to an online pastor to be able to specifically say, now, wherever you're watching, here's how you can respond. Below you, you can click the prayer button or in the chat, there's a link. And so uh, that way, in the auditorium, they can focus on the auditorium. Online, they can focus on those online. So that's a move. Um, we are going to be move, making that audio upgrade within about the next month or so. So hopefully in the next two or three months, we're going to be able to take our service even more to really say, we see you. Don't just look at us. Um, we see you. And so uh, we want people to know that. And uh, I mean, there's, there's different ways that we want to, um, we, we upgraded to add just simple things. Like we added a slider track in the back of our uh, auditorium for our cameras, right? And just to engage the online viewer. Um, we have the most important message, but sometimes we have the poorest methods as yeah. churches. <laughs> and uh, my true. pet peeve is the, what I call the security camera view of the auditorium, you know? <laughs> it's static and it's up high. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we drop that one of our cameras, drop it down more of an audience level. And you're looking up online at the pastor like you would when you're there. And so just really trying to be aware uh, of of all those kinds of things and trying to really to constantly uh, change and, and make sure we're making sense of it. Um, because it's just a different audience and it's, yeah, it's a mission yeah. field. Now that that is uh, a lot of of good stuff, and I like uh, again just to dig into a little bit more of what you said. There's so much good stuff, but 
you said um, this is something uh, I forget how you worded exactly, but we have yeah that was it. We have the best message, but a lot of times we use poor methods. And um, I think that is something that is going to have to become a fairly significant line item in, in church's budgets moving forward, uh, is having this, uh, doing something to make your church online experience actually pleasant to watch. Um, because, yeah, you talk, I love that, that term, the security camera angle. That is so accurate because... Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, and, and you know, I, in the defense of some smaller churches, I understand, okay, it's, it's a start, you know, I, I, I get that. Um, but at the same time, there, there's a part of me, and actually this is calling back to what we've said in previous episodes, there's a part of me that says, you know what, you might just be better suited if you're just not ready for this video online experience. Um, you know, making the upgrade uh, to the audio is actually fairly inexpensive to, to just get a, a solid start. We've we've talked before many times about the, uh, the the lapel that just plugs into your phone and then you press record and then you take that recording and upload it to a podcasting platform after the fact. Because that that's something I like to emphasize is that um, you know, peop- if you offer. For example, I know we're taking several steps back here from what you guys are doing, but if you offer um, audio only for your, you know, your your, your uh, sermon audio, if you will, it's an audio only experience that's good quality. Uh, people are going to have more respect for that than they are for someone who's trying to do video as well, but not doing it well yeah. uh, and doing it in a way that that is. So uh, again, there's a, it's a kind of a balancing act. Uh, but what it comes down to is investment. Uh, it's not an expense. It's an investment. It's something you're investing in because, like you said, it's a mission field. You're investing in reaching people. And I just think that it is an expense. I, you're right. Um, but I, I don't personally see a problem with missions funds mm-hmm. going to this. Yeah. You know, some people see because uh, lighting's part of it, right? And they look mm-hmm. and you see the lighting and you see all those kinds of things. I'm, it's because we uh, we are trying to make the message not – we don't want to put any roadblocks that would get in the way of the message. So mm-hmm. whether that's how good you can hear, how good you can see, those kinds of things, we're trying to remove roadblocks. I had one of our guys one time, um, we were talking through some stuff I'm in our, our media area, and he said, this is kind of like a production. And usually that's a slant against church. And I said, you know what? You're right. It, it actually is. On the backside, it's a production. And we do everything we can do to be unmuted and to not miss a lighting cue and the slide be right and all that stuff. And the reason we want to treat it like a production on the backside is so that the ministry and the message can shine through on the front side. And on the stage, there's no production to it. It's ministry. But on the backside, our job in church media is to honestly, uh, is to produce a service. And we are not producing the Holy Spirit. We're removing the distractions so the Holy Spirit doesn't have to get the lights on so people can know that he's in the room. Um, and if you, if you understand what I'm saying there, right, oh, yeah. we're trying to remove distractions here. And uh, yeah. we, that's really our job, right, is to see how can we best remove distractions in the service. And so um, that's what we're trying to do is remove distractions for people online because there's so much content. Uh, people love authenticity. I'm noticing large churches now that are putting a camera shake into their cameras post edit. And <laughs> it's the yeah. funniest thing. Um, Life Church does it. They put a camera yeah. shake into a tripod camera 
when uh, their online pastor, Alan George, is on is talking sometimes, they'll put a little shake into it. It's post. You can tell it's post because people like authenticity, this idea that the camera mm-hmm. is handheld, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, man, to that pastor that's like, I, I, I can't start and I can't do those things, maybe live streaming your service isn't the thing to do. Maybe the mm-hmm. thing to do is on Monday after you preach it Sunday, you get your camera in your office and you preach it to it. There you go. Uh, got a friend of mine. Uh, church planner in Phoenix, Pastor Nathan Massey, and, and he started a Bible study. He still does Bible studies. They, they live stream their service. They, he does a Bible study for his for his people, and he's mm-hmm. right there and, and he does it uh, from the house. And man, he just gets online and just really pours into his people. And uh, people can see your heart when your when your motives are pure. Yeah. Um, there, there's there's just ways. There are ways to do it. Um, now I just recently picked up. The DJI Pocket Two, I don't know if you, the, the oh, gimbal yeah. that you know the all-in-one uh-huh. gimbal. Uh, That's that like they, the little one, right? Yeah, so I'm actually on it right now. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, if you have the do-it-all handle, it's got a um, it's got a little mic that that mic uh, will wirelessly work as a lapel right into the camera. The camera will track you, and the camera will live stream. Right? You can wow. put that bad boy on a literally. Right there on a on a little boom pole, a little tripod near the front of your auditorium, and it'd follow you across the stage while you preach. You look wow. like you got a cameraman and you got good audio. So, yeah. you know you're you're doing that for five hundred bucks, and uh, I I know that five hundred bucks can be hard to come by. Again, that's where I come back to pull that out of your missions. And mm-hmm. uh, every church I know of, once they start at all, they start a missions program. And mm-hmm. this is not for in the house. This is for reaching out of the house. And that, you, you as a pastor, you've studied and you've worked and you have the message that God's put on your heart. Let's get as many people as can hear that message to be able to hear that message. Well, thanks again for joining us right here at Church Media HQ. We've been talking about Church Media HQ as far as what that means beyond just our podcast and YouTube content. We are providing creative content and resources for churches, things like uh, designs, graphics, videos, and even creative coaching. And a lot of this is free, uh, completely free of charge. If you head over to churchmediahq.com, you're going to learn more about these resources that we provide. And if you want a higher level of service and even more, look into Church Media HQ Premium. Church Media HQ Premium is the most affordable, full-service creative solution for churches. We're going to offer you, again, a collection of graphics and including source files and Photoshop files that you can edit yourself. And if for some reason that graphics collection doesn't have what you're looking for, then we're going to even deliver Uh, other graphics uh, based and custom tailored to what uh, your requirements and your specifications of what you need. We also include our video series and other video assets as part of the Church Media HQ Premium membership. And we offer priority coaching, which means you are going to be able to get on more coaching calls and get more help that are dedicated to your church specifically and helping you with your needs there. 
Again, just head over to churchmediahq.com if you are interested in either the free content or the premium content available through Church Media HQ. Well, until next time, I want to remind you, as always, you know what I'm going to say. In fact, you need to be the one saying it back to me. You know what it's time for. It's time that you try something new. Why? Well, because it is so much better to fail at trying the incredible than it is to succeed at doing just the average. We'll see you next time right here on Church Media HQ.